Welcome to the Fantasy Sports Collective Podcast. This is your host, J-Dub. It's been a couple crazy weeks, uh, a really crazy 10 days. We've got the NBA bubble kicking off, Major League Baseball kicking off. It's really actually been a uh, panacea of, of sorts. Uh, crazy, crazy awesome time if you're a sports fan, especially a quarantine sports fan during COVID plus 19. We got some really exciting news recently about college football with uh, schedules being released and some kind of refined uh, COVID-related scheduling. And then the bomb dropped the last couple days. Actually, they really started last week with the conferences quitting uh, or pushing to the spring. And then we got word yesterday of the Big Ten, or 14 as I like to call it, and the Pac-12 both announcing they were going to push uh, for the season uh, and push out to the fall. So we're going to talk about that on the flip side. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Look how I'm living now. Okay, we're back. So, top of the top of the line here. We're talking college football delayed to the spring for increasingly almost a majority of Division One core conferences, Ivy, WAC, MAC, Big Ten, as I like to call it, Big 14, Pac-12, and maybe more. Uh, maybe there's more dominoes to fall this week, but but incredible news. Uh, look, uh, let me get this out to start with. I applaud them doing what they just did. I think that's the right move for many reasons. We don't know enough about this. I'm not going to say it's the... It's a crazy virus. I'm not sitting around scared. I'm doing my part and wearing a mask and, and being safe and physically distant. We know all the science. These people, you know, younger, stronger people, are if they get it, they just pass it. It's not like a, a major issue. The reality is that testing and safety precautions, like all that stuff could be handled, but the passing among within the campus to coaches, administrators, to other schools, I mean, this is a physically very intimate sport, lots of opportunity for transmission, even if they have no symptoms, and then that can spread. And uh, you just don't know. And there's a, there's just the, the case of the unknown. But I, what I want to talk about a little bit is the hypocrisy of this whole thing. And I think what it really highlights is how important football is financially to these schools and really what it's made them is, is businesses. You know, these some of the biggest schools are making 200 plus million dollars a year from their football programs, mostly from the TV rights, merchandise, ticket sales, and so on. And, and this is a realization that these schools aren't really academic institutions of higher learning, but in fact, they, they're using that as a banner, uh, a, a, a brand, if you will, to put on a team that ultimately is an entertainment product that generates tons of revenue. And while I'm a big college football fan myself, I want these people to be safe, and I don't. I don't believe if you you know read what you you see out there. I don't believe that they have the financial wherewithal or the or the best interests in the student athletes in hand to do the testing and keep the protocols in place like the NFL does. And it's it would be uh, potentially very dangerous. And so I'm a big fan of spring football, or at least attempting that, if not having to postpone for the season. That's going to be a lot of a lot of strife. You know, that's that's the truth of the matter here is that these programs, these football programs fund the academic the entire program, right? They're they're funding all these other non-revenue generating sports. The 
the reality though is also that these these schools have gotten really fat with uh, expensive administrator salaries uh, facilities they've all tried to keep up with the joneses build out massive football facilities training facilities offices stadium projects go around and uh, you can see it just look at actually it, go do this look at the expansion and money spent on facilities and stadiums in the last 15 years in the top schools in this country and then look at the previous 30 years it's pretty amazing basically there wasn't a lot of money spent there was you know obvious stuff where they need to expand or need to fix something or build a new building um, the last 10 to 15 years it's been an explosion of expense keep up with your counterparts right they, everyone's got to do it if if alabama builds an amazing locker room or oregon university of oregon builds an incredible facility and they start showing it off on youtube and social you know that's where the recruits want to go to and so now everyone else has got to do the same thing to keep up i'm not saying this is a bad thing it's the reality is this money is not necessarily going to fund these other sports it's going to pay administrators and mo mostly to pay for very rich and extravagant facilities to lure young athletes who you don't have to pay anything to, right? You're giving them a scholarship, although that scholarship is is not very much guaranteed, which is a whole nother issue I feel strongly about. It's a business, let's call it what it is. This whole country is going through a really tough time right now. The world's going through it. It's a global pandemic, and we're going to see the the ramifications of some of these expensive decisions to overextend themselves and, and kind of live off this gravy chain for a lot of these scores, but it's the right thing to do to save lives. So on that note, I'm hopeful for, for spring college football. And I think we could have an incredible docket from an entertainment standpoint with college basketball in the spring. You have pro basketball NBA kicking back off in the spring or winter. You have college football, and it's just going to be an incredible, incredible time. Right now, though, you know, we're losing college football, which is a, it's a bummer, or at least we're losing partially. We'll see what the dominoes fall in the next week or two. But what we've got is incredible. You've got uh, NBA in the bubble, which is insane. And we'll talk about that in a second. Major League Baseball is a little funky, but I love just having the game back and following, and it's great. I don't know a lot of the players' names, but at least we got the sport back. You got NHL in this cool kind of format, and we've never had this many sports in August ever. This is a once-in-a-lifetime situation, well, hopefully once-in-a-lifetime, and so it's going to be credible. And then you come the fall, right, in September, uh, October, you're going to have NFL kicking off. You're going to have NBA deep in the playoffs, NHL deep in the playoffs, Major League Baseball with this cool new format, many teams in it, anything can happen format. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. So I'm I'm really fired up about that. I think we what we feel the college football pain is going to be November, December when it's just NFL and uh, you don't have college football or you have a, a very muted version of it. But who knows? And NFL's talking about playing Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday and Monday, which would be weird too. I'm not really excited about that, but at least it would fill up the the calendar and TV would have content basically is what this is all about. And that's where we are in 2020. TV and TV rights and uh, filling the airways of content for people to watch stuff who are quarantined and stuck in their houses is that's sort of 2020 in a nutshell. But Specifically, let's talk NBA, though. I love this bubble. It's 
that the, it's almost like there's an intensity that you don't get in the all-star game, but an all-star game feel in terms of how they're playing, like the willingness to risk and, and do spectacular things. It's just an exciting brand. Um, and it's been awesome to watch. I, I, I can't get enough of it. I love that there's like four or five games per, per day or even more on TV. I just got it all in the background all the time when I'm not working and, and or outside doing something with the, the kids between that and baseball, I've just, it's been, it's been great. So what we lost in late March, April, May, June, and really most of July, we're making up for now here in August and uh, almost too much uh, content, if you will. So, but I love the way they're playing. I just, there's something about this, this NBA bubble, you know, it's some of the rookies, you almost feel like this is their second. They've like they had this break. They worked on their games, and now they're in their second seasons. Right? You see it, Michael Porter Jr. God, what a steal! That guy is going to be a stud. Bull Bull even looks good, right? He like different player. He never played before. Now he's playing a little bit in, in the preseason, the 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 bubble practice games, if you will. He was great. He had a couple double doubles, and you see it with a lot of the young players. Doncic now feels like he's in his third season. He's even better, even though he's really technically second season. But you know, it's like this break has really given these players an ability to come out. I think the one guy and the team that I'd be worried about if I cared about them would be the Lakers. They've got the one seed locked up, so who knows, right? They they could be they could be just grasping for straws, just taking these games as practice, which is fine. But the chemistry seems messed up. LeBron seems off. He just doesn't see him as flow. It's still LeBron, so it doesn't matter as much. He's still got an incredible vision. His game is, you know, generationally great. He's, you know, he's one of the goats of the NBA, no question about it. Uh, but he just seems a little bit off, and uh, their depth is a little bit weak, and they're a little bit older. You know, you've got a few young guys there, and Kuzma and Davis is still relatively young. But the rest of the roster is actually pretty old. So it's going to be interesting to see how that, that plays out in the playoffs. I'm just excited for when the playoffs start. I think it's just going to be a different level. But the format itself, the digital screens, the spacing, there's something about it that I really like. I, I'd actually, you, I think you could make a credible argument that this is as good or better than with fans. Now that said, I want fans back. I'm not trying to advocate for no fans, but it's been, it's been awesome. Baseball, on the other hand, has been a little bit tougher. I, it, you really do miss the the fans there it feels like it's a you're watching a game that nobody else cares to watch because there's no one in the stands you see a foul ball and it's just like there's nothing there it's weird but overall it's nice to have it back i'm glad they're playing i'm glad they're doing what they're doing i love how quick they've been adapting to stuff you know they've had to postpone games due to some some the virus outbreaks they're now moving games to uh, double headers to seven innings i love the new extra inning rules like some of the things they're doing to speed the game up make it more exciting i really like i think it's it's fun and i think they the things they learn from this they should apply and and going forward so overall awesome stuff uh, really appreciate that they're at least out there playing and doing it in a relatively safe manner. I think baseball is scary there for a moment there when the Marlins got, uh, you know, a third or, or half of their traveling group got the virus and the Cardinals got it. But it seems like they've stemmed the tides there and uh, locked it down and things seem to be stable. Again, NBA has had no issues. NHL has had very limited issues. And I'm hopeful, very hopeful the NFL will be similar, but we'll only know in... Uh, 
in a few a few weeks or months when they start getting playing for earnest. I appreciate everybody listening. This was just a quick non-guest pod just to kind of get some quick thoughts out given the CFB announcements. And I hope all is safe. Everyone's staying positive, doing their part to combat this, staying sane. And I really appreciate you listening. Uh, if you like the pod, please subscribe at your favorite podcast directory. And if you want to give us a little TLC, want to get a little love, you can always use some reviews. So please go on there and give us a review at your favorite podcast directory. In particular, love them on iTunes or the uh, uh, Apple Podcast app or, um, or Spotify or Google Play. So anyhow, everyone take care, be safe, and uh, talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Before we leave, let me tell y'all a little something. Uptown, funk you up. Uptown, funk you up. Uptown, funk you up. Uptown, funk you up. Uh, I said, Uptown, funk you up.